Welcome to the four-part teaching series, Bible 101, featuring Costin and Mandy Woodhouse. In this series, you'll learn how we got the Bible, its prophetic nature, how your identity is rooted in Scripture, and much more. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday. This is part two of four of our Bible 101 series. I loved part one. It was so good. Uh, It's pretty dense. Um, So some people had to watch it in bursts, and I totally get that. Uh, my wife included, um, but I loved it. Thought it was so good. I nerd out over that kind of stuff. So uh, today's episode is going to be so so good. Let's see. I think that's it. I kind of want to just cut right to the quick today. So I want to give it up for my guest today. She's a good friend of mine uh, and my wife's, and um, she's been on the show regularly for a while, and then took a hiatus. Um, and uh, so I'm very excited to have her back. Uh, she's a super gifted teacher. She's also a very talented author and she's the host of the outrageous, outrageous hope podcast, which is fantastic. If you have not listened to it, you should link is in the description. I made it easy for you. So you can jump right to Spotify and listen to it. Once you're done with this, uh, outrageous hope podcast, check it out. Let's give it up for my guest today, Mandy Woodhouse. Woodhouse Outrageous Hope. What up? Hi. It's so good to be back. Yeah. Good to have you back. It's been so long since I've like seen you. I mean, I've seen you like pop in with <laughs> but like not like seeing you seen yeah. you. Yeah. Great. Love it. Very excited. So good. Well, I'm so excited to be here today. I'm, mm-hmm. um, gosh, the Bible, talking about the Bible. I love it so much. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. And for those of you that watched Costin last week, um, yes, that was quite dense and meaty. It was like meat and potatoes. Hey. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He's so yeah. good. He's such a good teacher. Yeah, he is. So, and I just I'm totally a- nerd out over that. And I think one of the big <laughs> things that like one of the things that kept kind of coming up in that episode was, you know, there's a lot of talk. I see a lot of videos like reels on Instagram and TikTok about yeah. people that are non-Christians or they were Christians and they've left since you know, yes. walked away from the Lord and they think they've got this big gotcha with talking about these different councils and they're like, how oh, the Bible can't even be trusted. Um, <laughs> but yet we rely on our history of things that we take as absolute fact with, yeah. with no, I mean, we, with absolute certainty, Julius Caesar and Plato and all of those, and they've got a handful of manuscripts and the Bible literally has thousands. The new Testament yes. has thousands. It has the most out of anything. And, yeah. um, and I think that that really does cement that God really wanted to make sure that his word endured on this earth yes. in physical form. Yeah. Um, and so that was something that I thought was so cool. And I think it's great if, if people, you know, haven't gone back to the episode to continue it, I would encourage you to just finish it. Uh, but stick around for today's because it's going to yeah. be great. Mandy, what are we going to be talking about? <laughs> a number of things. Um, I want to talk a little bit about identity and how our identity is attached to the Bible. Mm. Um, I'm also going to unpack like Hebrews 4.12, which is the scripture says that says that the word of God is living and active. It's mm. sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So I'll unpack that scripture a little bit as well. Okay. Um, I want to talk as well about the power of praise, like okay. specifically from scripture. 
And that's something that I'm excited about because I've walked through that this week. It's just something the Lord was showing me this week and how it attaches to things like anxiety. Yeah. You know, and yeah. we've talked about that before, Jeff, about anxiety yeah. being an external thing. Yeah. But I feel like God's giving me more keys to help people awesome. to be free from and that. I feel like that subject, because it impacts so many, I never yeah. get tired of talking about it. Um, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, there's always going to be someone new watching the show who, yes. and I totally get it, is not going to want to go back and watch all 180s something episodes that we've done and yeah. so um you know it it's always good to re revisit it you know yeah absolutely and, free and, and know the truth so this absolutely. is be, i'm excited I'm, I'm really excited it's great oh and so all i guess all of it is pretty much identity so today what we're going to talk about two things identity from scripture mm -hmm. um but also uh i just want to give some practical tools to Sweet be able to help people who are struggling in those areas mm -hmm. um, as well as unpacking. Cause if you unpack Hebrews 4, 12, Oh my gosh, it is rich. It is so okay. rich. I can't wait. Cause I love that, oh, that verse. So me too. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put my glasses on, which is Ooh. I hardly ever do this, but I'm at the age now. <laughs> I just had a birthday and I'm like, yeah, I better start. Yeah. Wearing these. <laughs> so I'm the one wearing the cool glasses now, Jeff. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, I don't because I need to get reflective anti glare oh, and yeah. people mm. get, no, yours are fine. Okay. But <laughs> people understandably get upset because I can't see my eyes. So, oh yeah. gosh. Well, you know, um, you were talking about TikTok earlier, and there's yeah. a this thing that's going around that I won't I won't go into the gist of all of it, but there's this ad that this organization, I don't know if they're American or Canadian or what, but they're they put together this ad that's sort of like Jesus is all inclusive kind of thing. And we're it it makes it look like we're they are raising an army against the church. Hmm. And when you watch it, it's a bit of a I I felt like even though they used scripture and it felt correct, I could discern that there was something slightly off about it. Yeah. And I could feel the spirit behind it was not one of love, like they were saying. Yeah, it. see, that's important. Yeah, man, and I was like, "Whoa!" But they were using scripture, but it wasn't scripture that was totally out of context. It was only ever so slightly twisted. And my initial thought was like, um, "Like Satan did that to Eve in the garden, right?" Because God said to Adam and Eve, "Don't eat of this tree." or you will die. Yeah. And he goes to Eve and he's kind of like, well, you know, did God really say that? Is uh -huh. that really what yeah. God said, you know? And so um, it was just ever so slightly twisted. And I, I know that um, my best friend Lori says all the time that she feels like Satan's just not even hiding anymore. No. It's just out in the open, you know? And we know that, but I feel like it's so important for believers to really know scripture because scripture is very clear that in the end, people are going to be deceived. And we, that's why one of the reasons why we have to understand these things, we have to understand our identity from scripture. We have to know how to fight with scripture. We have to understand what scripture actually does and what ha is happening in the spiritual environment mm -hmm. around us. Yeah. And so, um, 
But this going back to this ad, I was thinking about how they used scripture. I was thinking about how the enemy um, knew scripture when Jesus was in the wilderness. Satan just kept on like quoting things to Jesus and Jesus would just quote scripture back to him. And I, I said like, Lord, I was just my conversation with the Holy Spirit. I was like, Lord, like the enemy knows scripture. And I felt like the Lord said, yeah, the devil knows scripture. That's why we need to know it better than mm -hmm. he does. Yeah, man, that's so good. And that's actually what God, God has been speaking to me a lot about that lately of, um, not that I've been going through it like a, like a rough patch or anything. He's just been talking yeah. to me about warfare and, and yeah. realizing like how many weapons we have at our disposal. Yeah. And it, it, he keeps actually how he brought that to my attention was he ref he does this sometimes he'll reference my interests and go hey like in this it's like this and so there's a there's yep. a scene in in uh the force awakens it's um stars movie that came out in 20 2015 and there's a character who is holding a lightsaber and he doesn't know what it is and he's like there's these the stormtroopers are attacking and everything yeah. and uh and he's like we got to do something you know we got to and then there's another character who knows what he has. And, and she says, you have a weapon, use it. And he's like, when he turns on the lightsaber. And I mean, anybody who knows what a lightsaber is like, oh, dude, <laughs> I got this, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I just, he's been using that as like how many times we, we have something, we may know a scripture really well, but not realize the full power behind that scripture. Yes. Um, and so God's really yeah. been speaking to me. So this is very timely. This is great. So good. Well, you know, so Hebrews 4.12, let's let's go into that a bit, um, because I think that that's going to help people to understand, you know, scripture. Yeah. I've I have ripped it apart in the Greek. So the New Testament is written in the Greek. So I've got some specific words from the Greek that's going to make it come alive to us a bit more. Um, so I'll read it again. Hebrews 4.12. I never understood this. Okay. I under, I understood growing up that, you know, the, the word of God is like a sword and you use your sword and you fight with your sword. And that is all true. But if you look at it, like the part that says it's living and active, I didn't understand what that meant until I got older. And I started realizing the power of fighting with scripture. Mm. When you fight with scripture, it is, it's a, it's living. And that word living actually means that it's got power, it's got vitality, and it's not lifeless. So if you think about that a little bit, like the word of God isn't lifeless. It's actually alive. <laughs> it's alive. And that word, the word word is logos, which represents Jesus. It's a living voice. And so, so it, my Bible is, is alive. I know it sounds so crazy, mm -hmm. but hang with me here. Right. And God is so big. The Holy spirit is so big. There's so much that, uh, I'll just keep talking. Cause I get really excited. Um, it's living. It's active. That word active means it's, it's an operation. It's effectual. So I had to look up the word in English effectual because not everyone knows what that word yeah. means. It means it, it's a word that set, that represents something that produces the effect that's intended. Hmm. 
So it makes me think of Isaiah 55 for the Aussies, Isaiah 55, which talks about how the word of God um, doesn't return void and it, it, it does everything that the Lord intends for it to do, right? Mm -hmm. And so whenever we're looking to use another reference, you had a Star Wars reference. I'm just going to reference Thor. Mm -hmm. I know that that's not everybody's thing, but if you think about Thor's hammer, the Holy Spirit said it's a really good picture, right? So um, if the hammer is the word of God, okay, and, and when Thor throws that hammer, it just goes out, it smashes all the bad guys, and it comes back to him. So it goes out and it's done. Everything that he's intended it to do, probably even more. And so if you think of it in that way, and apologies to the people that don't like Thor, it's just what that was the best representation yeah, roll with that, the illustration yeah it's yeah. Uh, so it 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 goes out and it produces what the lord has intended it for yeah for and it it's to unstoppable do. too i think that's unstoppable. The, yeah that's the other important detail oh, there is that so it's unstoppable good. yeah yes um the word of God is living and it's active and it's sharper. Okay. So sharper, I was like, oh, it's sharp. I get that. But when I looked deeper into the meaning of it, it implies a single stroke, not like repeated blows mm. and not sawing. Sometimes like if I'm eating a steak, I have to kind of, I feel like I have to saw it a little bit, you know, but it, this is like sharp. It's just quick. It's just like, it, you don't have to keep on at it. It's sharp and it cuts through. It's piercing. It penetrates all the way through to the division. Um, and, and division is pretty easy, but it's a separation, right? So the word of God, it pierces, it penetrates all the way through. It penetrates through our soul and our spirit. Now, the soul is the psyche which is the seat of desires and affections and emotions and roll with me guys, because I'm, I'm unpacking. This, this is really good yeah. stuff here. The spirit. Okay. So it divides between our affections, our emotions, the things that we're anxious about, the things that we're afraid of, the things that make us happy, the things that make us sad. Okay. It separates that even fleshly desires, right? Mm -hmm. It separates between that and the Holy Spirit that's at work within us. Um, and the reason, so I've, I read a few commentaries, the reason it talks about joints and marrow, it's actually in the Greek talking about your literal joints and marrow. It's because a few commentators were saying that it just represents something that's deep within us and unseen. Yeah. Okay. And so it, it goes to the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Okay. So just to go back to that. So what it does is it, it, the word of God, when we read it, it is alive. It is the logos. It is the, the Jesus, right? It's the, the, the Jesus at work on paper coming alive to us. And he's come to uncover things like hidden motives, lies that we may believe, um, intents of the heart, all the things that may not line up with what the father's heartbeat is for us. You know, a lot of, a lot of prophets were talking so much about realignment and there's alignment here. We're realigning to the heart of God and this and that, that's what the word of God does. 
and the word of God is solid and it's alive. And so an example would be, you know, um, uh, I, I think this past week I was like anxious about them, some things we're in transition mm-hmm. and, um, my husband and I are packing up, we're moving on again. And we've got like, we've got jobs and we've got an awesome church we're going to. We've got people that are going to rent our house, but we don't have a place to live yet. And so we, <laughs> we're just like a big old faith jump <laughs> again. Yeah. And we're just, we're just going and we're like, but the word of God said right. that God is going to provide. He's That's going right. to meet all of he it's, it's um, Philippians four nineteen. My God is going to meet all of my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Okay. And so that's how you fight with scripture. So when I read that scripture, okay, and then I read other scriptures like um, he always, he's not a man that he would lie or the son of man that he yeah. would change his mind. Those are things that help me to focus in. And I'm like, okay, you're dividing. You're dividing between the soul, the flesh, my fears, my, oh, the what ifs, all the what ifs that the devil tries to throw at you. You're dividing between that and what what is the Holy Spirit saying? And so what happens is the Holy Spirit begins to speak the truth. And then I don't have to worry. It's divided. It's gone down to the innermost parts of me, the unseen, the joints, the mm. marrows. It's gone down to the innermost parts of me. And it's actually uncovered the the hidden things. So the hidden thing was that, like, not to go into like a whole inner healing thing, but it was sort of like, oh, There was a fear I had because of a disappointment that I had Mm -hmm. a couple of years ago that I did not realize was there, Mm. but the Lord knew it was there. And before I move into my next season, he wanted that thing to be revealed. And so he allowed it to that button to be pressed. And then when I read the scripture, the scripture came in and was like, whoa, so I I knew that something was wrong. And it showed you the why though. And like that's, I think sometimes we can get so overwhelmed by not knowing the why and you can even be like you yeah. know like god why 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 do i re- why do i respond in this way why do i respond yes. in anger or, or yeah. whatever when i do this and and you know through the word you know and diving into the word god showed you the why yes you know? so, very yes good. and and he sh- yeah he showed me the uh the lie that i was believing mm. as well yeah. so then i was able to like repent and like kind of separate myself from that lie and partner to the truth again. Mm. I have a friend that says that um, the word of God is a mirror. It's not a measurement. It's a mirror. And so when we know who we are and we can go to the word of God and we can be convicted and we can see, you know, okay, this is the truth. Okay. But this is who I am. Uh, If your word says first John one nine, you know, that if I confess my sins, then you are faithful and just to forgive me of my sins, to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. So Lord, forgive me for partnering with this lie. Now I am completely, you know, cleansed of all unrighteousness. I am forgiven. That's actually who I am. Hmm. And so now I don't have to hold on to that guilt and condemnation anymore. I can keep going because that's who I am, you know? Um, And so we've got to learn to, to read the word in that way and to allow the word of God to divide, to divide. Um, there are scriptures that I used to read that I would, that would cause fear and I would skip over them. I would just skip over. I would like I think skip you're not over. alone. I think that there's a lot, <laughs> a lot of people that do that. Yeah. 
a whole whole books of the Bible because I didn't understand what the Lord was saying. And had I known identity, had I known who I was in Christ, had I known actually what Jesus really did for me, then I would have been able to read those books and not feel a, um, when I say fear, I don't mean fear of the Lord. Sometimes that you find that in scripture as well. I mean, like a, a demonic fear that, that yeah, is like almost like dread. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's the accuser, the accuser. Thanks for listening. The Elijah fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours to become a partner. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to like emotions, right. We've talked before about, about, um, anxiety and stuff. Mm-hmm. Scripture is the thing that keeps us, it anchors us, it anchors your emotions, right? And so if you look at, you know, it's living, it's active and it divides, it does do that. But once it's divided, once you've dealt with whatever lies that have been exposed, if there's anything there, then you can anchor yourself because, and Costin will talk about this in in next week's um, broadcast about how the word is a plumb line. Okay. Mm. The word is the plumb line. And if we see that that's truth, that's the plumb line, then we can anchor ourselves to the plumb line. It's, it's, um, it doesn't move. Like my emotions don't have to be all over the place because I can just go back and anchor like, like a rock. And Mm -hmm. that's part of, you know, Jesus talks in Matthew about the man who built his house on the rock and the man that built his house in the sand. And, um, you know, there's lots of different uh, commentaries on that mm-hmm. scripture, but I think it it fits into this category yeah. as well. When you're building on the rock, that's your anchor. That is the word of God and what he says. Mm. So Yeah. Well, and it's, I think too, sometimes we have this tendency to try to take stock of everything happening around us you know if, especially if, th- if things are really chaotic you try to take stock of everything and and you can uh you can try and grab a hold of everything and be like okay i need to manage everything and then i will stand on the word but but yeah. sometimes it's just like I, I would say a lot of the time especially in my life it's been a lot of times like the only thing that i can grab a hold of as an assurance is the mm-hmm. promises within the word that's right. And then it can be swirls all around you crazy and just like, but yeah. you have, we always have strength to hold and stand on the word. Yeah. Don't have a whole, we don't always have strength to manage the stuff outside of that. And I would yeah. say most of the time we don't, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I think, um, you know, that that's really important is like, that's why Jesus gave that parable about like building your house on sand versus yeah. on rock is because of that right there. So. Yeah, totally. Um, like, I want to talk a bit, a little bit about praise and praise specifically from scripture mm-hmm. uh, and in reference to those who may be dealing with things like anxiety. I had um, uh, just a few weeks where I felt like anxiety was coming at me again. And that's not who I am. I know that's not who I am. I haven't struggled with that in like years, years. And just with our transition and just some things going on around us, I had a few 
to the last two weeks, which I had a great deal of anxiety over some things. So mm. I chatted with some trusted friends and um, just got some wisdom and some advice and some counsel. And one of the things someone said to me is, have you tried just praising, you know, and look, it sounds cliche. Christians have heard that we praise and, you know, and it, yes, yes, it breaks things. We know that. But I saw it in a different light because I was preparing for this, you know, and I was, I've been like digging into Hebrews 4.12 and just, okay, the word of God is, is alive and active. So in the past, I would have put on probably uh, one of my worship praise playlists and, you know, gone to town worshiping and praying in tongues. And those are all good things. Mm -hmm. But this time I tried grabbing a Psalm because it's the word of God. And so I was using several different Psalms. Psalm 34 is one of the ones I was using because it talks a little bit about fear. And I just was declaring it out loud over and over and over. And the more that I did that, and I was doing it from a place, my heart posture was, I'm just going to do this from a place of gratefulness hmm. and pray, like gratitude and praise. And I praise you. And the more that I began to do that, the more that honestly, the anxiety was cracking. I could almost saw a picture prophetically in the spirit of like it cracking into little bits and pieces and just falling to pieces. And so the Lord, I was asking the Lord about that because I've heard that my whole life to do that. But sometimes in our flesh, we just don't want to. Right. You don't, I don't feel like it. I don't want to do it. I'm going to slap on a little bit of upper room maybe, or, you know, some Bethel mm -hmm. music and then I'll be fine. And, and, but something happens. And so I just want to unpack for us what happens both in the natural as well as in the spiritual, mm. when we actually use scripture to praise God as a tool, when we're feeling anxiety or fear. Mm. So he said to me that it, that praise is actually, praise is the language of the spirit. That's the language of the spirit. If you think about it, there's probably joy is a language. I know those are fruits as well, but it, it highest praises the angels in revelation and the elders before the throne. Yeah. It's high praises. That's a language of the spirit. And so it supersedes emotion. It supersedes the soul. It overrides the mind. And that's why it's a weapon. And, and it, you know, that's why it divide, it doesn't just divide, it like smashes, it attacks the spirit of anxiety and the spirit of fear. So mm. in the natural, and I did some research too, in the natural, you know, um, when we hear positive things, okay, roll with me, we're spiritual beings, the kingdom of God overrides this, okay, but in the natural, people sometimes need to hear what these things do to us physically in our body, God created us our natural bodies as well. Mm -hmm. um, hearing positive things, hearing, hearing praise. Um, it does something to your endorphins and endorphins are the things that kind of make you happy. Mm -hmm. And so you're hearing and it. It's a spiritual principle too. faith comes by hearing. Mm -hmm. And so you start to, you know, the world would call it self positive self talk, uh -huh, yeah. you know, <laughs> but, but what's actually happening. There's a spiritual element to yeah. that. Oh, absolutely. And you're hearing things and you're like, Oh my gosh. And then the more that I hear myself 
say out loud the goodness of God and who he is. And he is my avenger. He's my vindicator. And the more I hear that faith comes by hearing, the more I start to believe it. Mm. Um, then, you know, my it's it's re in the natural. It rewrites the neurological pathways. Dr. Caroline Leaf has a whole book on that. It begins to uh, to just rewrite the the things in your mind. It's actually physically doing that yeah. in the natural. Your mind is being the more you praise, yeah, the like more you use scripture, neural to pathways praise. and things like that. Yeah. Right? yeah, it's actually it's actually doing that to your body. Your body actually needs to hear in the natural to hear positivity. There there are case studies, right, of not just people, but plants and animals Mm -hmm. that like are being spoken to positively every day and they actually grow and bloom and blossom and the ones that aren't like are dying and wilting, right? That and if that can happen to a plant, imagine what that does to a person. Even more so. And even more so when it's the king. Yeah. And not just, you know, it's one thing to have positive self-talk, which I think that we do need to speak life over ourselves. But when we are connecting with the king through praise, through scripture, something happens to us. It transforms us because mm-hmm. it's it's about him. And, it you know, it does all the things that takes your mind off of yourself and de- all of those things we know. But that that's what happens in the natural. But here's what yeah. happens in the spiritual Psalm 22, 3, God inhabits the praises of his people. And when we are sitting here thinking, I'm anxious, I'm afraid, God, usually, usually you're thinking, God, where are you in this? God, are you going to come through for me? God, are you near? What's going to happen? The what ifs, the what ifs, the what ifs. But when God comes near like there aren't any what ifs anymore. None of that even matters. Mm. And so God, he dwells in the praises of his people. So the more we praise him, the, the closer he is to us. And that's actually what's happening. We are, it's like another thing the Lord was showing me. Um, and sorry to all the vegetarians out there, but Kasten and I love steak. Yeah, (laughs) my house actually smells like steak right now because Lauren is preparing a steak salad for for later. It smells delicious (laughs) in here. (laughs) I love it. But so, Costin, we um, the other night I wanted steak and we just it was was Valentine's night. We were just going to stay home, cook some steak, you know, Mm -hmm. and he got this big, beautiful piece, but it had the the fat. There was a like a I forgot what it's called, what he calls it, like the silver or something. It's like mm. fat. And so he had to cut away the fat. And the Lord was showing me that marble, that's marble, maybe. Yeah. Well, marbling, I think, is the the actual like the, the interwoven fat, like in a steak. But the actual strip on the side is that I does it have a different name? I don't know. Somebody can listen. I don't know. Comments. I'm in Australia. We call yeah. things differently here. Yeah, that's too, true. So. <laughs> But yeah. then he was like, he was, uh, so I'm watching that and I was like, oh my gosh, that's what praise does though. Praise from scripture because it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's actually cutting it away. Silver skin, Silver maybe. Skin. Yeah. Thank you, Thanks, Melanie Illumination. <laughs> it, it's like, yeah, so it's cutting that away. So it, it's actually cutting away the emotion. 
like the when we praise God, it, it, it's almost like cutting away emo the emotion and the fear, the emotions of fear and anxiety is cutting it away. Um, it overrides our subconscious. It weaponizes us. Um, it, it causes your inner world to come alive. It's alive and active. Your spirit connects with the word, the logos of God, it's alive and it's active. And so what's happening in the spirit is um, angels are put to flight. Psalm 103 says angels are put to flight at the word of God. Mm. And something just happens when we connect to God through praise, through scripture. It, 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 it needs to, we need to get good at that because that is a weapon against anxiety and fear. Yeah. So can you do me a favor? I'm, this may be catching you off guard, but I know there's, um, you know, some younger believers and, um, what is the difference? Cause you mentioned praise and yeah. there's praise and worship. Like yeah. what, what is the difference between those two? Yeah. Great question. Yeah. I'm still learning that myself yeah. because to me, they kind of go together, <laughs> right? Um, but for me with praise, it is like almost like an adoration. Well, worship is an adoration. Hold on. Not adoration. That's not the word. It's my appreciation to him. And this is just me. This is just how I function. When I worship him, I am just like, um, I'm worshiping him because he is, it's almost like, um, gosh, I don't know. Cause it's so similar, right? Yeah. It's so similar. What I'm finding though, with praise in scripture, what I'm doing is I'm thanking him and reminding him of who he is, reminding him of what he's done, what he's promised. Um, I'm yeah, like a thanksgiving to him, um, where worship is a little more adoration and praise to me is a little bit more like thanksgiving. Well, and I think too, I'm just thinking about this just to piggyback. Um, if we go back to the old Testament, which is the old covenant. Mm. So we are, we're under the new covenant now because of what Jesus yes. did. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Um, but worship actually cost something. So it was like a sacrifice, yes. right? So they would take yeah. an, they would take an animal and they would sacrifice it to the Lord. That so was good. something that was one of their possessions that yeah. they were giving to the Lord. And so there is yeah. a surrender that. So even your, your job and what you're doing right now can be an act. I mean, see, like this is a whole nother thing. Like this is a whole nother like episode, yeah. but even yeah. like, if you're like, Say there's a job where you have to really die to yourself, right? But you yes. know that you're doing it unto the Lord. That can actually be an act of worship of like, God, yeah. I want to glorify you in what I do. So I'm surrendering my will. And I'm it's saying so not good. my will, but your will be done. And yeah. it, like, it's, I mean, this is a really deep thing, right? Like yes. you get into like what worship is, especially under the new covenant, because we're not totally. sacrificing animals anymore. Yeah. Like we're, we're you know, um, yeah. uh, but um, yeah, so. Uh, but I do think that's a good way of breaking it down where right? I've always look. And I think maybe we could even revisit this in episode four, just really yeah. quick. Cause that would give you time to think about, you know, cause yeah. I need to catch you off guard. Um, no, it's okay. Cause yeah. worship is so, it's so deep and there's so many levels to it. Um, whereas praise for me has been just, I'll be honest with you. I'll get into praise and worship and I'll be thankful to God but the high praise, what I call high praise, 
is new for me. Hmm. I'll just be real. It's new for me. This idea and the idea of using it as a sword to, to um, slay anxiety, that is new. And I hmm. wanted to do it well. And I wanted to make sure that I was doing it um, because I still don't understand it. I was doing it from scripture because I knew that that was a safe way to do it because I understand that, that it's alive and it's active that, you know, the word of God, that's Jesus. And it just is doing something in the spirit for Mm -hmm. me. So, yeah, there's just no room for when you really start praising and man, I'll tell you, Mandy, like the most powerful times for me, uh, where God, I just felt his presence so strong, have been in the times when I chose to praise him in the midst of really hard things, you know, and stop and just like, you know what, enough of this groveling, enough of this, you know, like, and then start declaring the attributes of who God is and, and who he is in your life and, and declaring those things. And, and it's just like, man, you want to talk about like encountering God, like, yeah, that's yes. And I think he, you encounter him because he dwells in the praises of his people. Mm -hmm. And there's just something, I think that he's taking us to a place uh, as the body of Christ. He's teaching us more about this and about the, the power of that praise. Um, And specifically through scripture as well. You know, Um, the other thing I was going to talk about, just going along with identity, if we can kind of move along Mm -hmm. a little bit. Uh, When, you know, we get the lies of the enemy thrown at us a lot, like he will speak to you and he will lie to you and he will say, oh, you're not good enough. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. Oh, you're, uh, you know, um, you're not worthy or you're you're just a really anxious person and and this isn't going to work for you. And he's a liar. Those are those things are coming from the outside. It's coming at our mind. He's trying to affect you. The mind affects the emotions. He's trying to 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 take us out, basically, because he's a liar. He's the father of lies. Revelation 12, 11 talks about how um, right before that, the scripture right before that, Revelation 12, 10 talks about the accuser of the brethren who stands. That's the enemy. And he stands and he accuses day and night. Right. Mm-hmm. But Revelation 12, 11 says that they overcame him. So we as a, the bride of Christ overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Now that word word in the Greek is also the word logos, 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 which is the living voice of God. It's the same word that's used at the beginning of John to describe Jesus and in Hebrews 4.12 to describe the word of God. It's all the same word. There's something in that. I want to unpack that more. And I'm still, I'm on a trail. Like, I'm like, Jesus, you're the word. Like, what does this mean? Because it it blows my finite human mind. Mm -hmm. I'm like, there's something supernatural. It's amazing. But the word testimony though, overcame them by the logos, which is Jesus and the word of our testimony and testimony in this context means the evidence that's given. So it's sort of like being in a court case. It's the evidence that's given. So what's the evidence that's given when the accuser is coming and he's trying to tell you, 
ah, you're this and you're that. And you're not worthy. You're not good enough. There's something wrong with you to use the, the big one that he used on me my whole life. There's something wrong with you. Like, mm. where's your evidence? Because the evidence is actually the fact that I have Jesus. He is the evidence given. And if we know scripture and we know from scripture what Jesus has done for us, who we are because of what Jesus has done for us, we can partner with that truth and we can be like, well, there's no evidence to the only evidence is Jesus. Hmm. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Because if we are, you know, if we ask for forgiveness, he's faithful to forgive of right. our sins and cleanse of all unrighteousness. I am a new creation in Christ. All of that. Um, so going along with that, I had a funny, kind of funny illustration, but it's a really good illustration. Um, it's also in my book. I was asking God to reveal some of this stuff to me. And he, I, I'm a seer and a dreamer, and mm -hmm. that's kind of how I work prophetically. And yeah. I had this prophetic picture. Um, my friend Ben was going through a real tough time. And I looked over at Ben and I went into like this weird, um, it was a vision, but it was like I was in a cartoon world. It was like one of those it. 80s yeah. videos, music videos, or it's all cartoony, you know, yeah. it's like cartoon world. And Ben, I saw that Ben was cartoon. He had the helmet of salvation on. And I have always seen the helmet of salvation as like a defensive weapon, you know, like here's my helmet, the thoughts come at me and I try to keep it on, yeah. try to keep, you know, mm. Mm. yeah, and it'll yeah. pop, you know, you know, I, that, that's one of the parts of the armor that I never fully understood. So I'm watching Ben in this vision and there's a demon coming at him from, um, like from the bottom. He's like standing on this like stage or something. And there's a demon coming out from the bottom and he's got his sword of the spirit and he is like attacking the demon and he's fighting off, fighting off, fighting off. But what he didn't see was that there was a demonic presence coming at him from above and he didn't see it. And it was one of those moments where it was like the split second when he realized that there was something on top of him, he used his helmet to headbutt it. So he didn't even use it. So he just like, it was a little demon. It was smaller than the others, but he just head butted it and it just disintegrated. Sweet. Right. Yeah. And then I came out of this vision and Ben was, was greatly encouraged by this, but, and it was, I, it was a whole prophetic encouragement for him, but the Lord showed me that the helmet of salvation, we can use that as an offensive weapon because it's a helmet of salvation. Salvation it, like our testimony, right? So the evidence given is that we look, we're like Jesus, like, you know, we're new creations. It's no longer him that lives or me that lives. It's him that lives in me. And if I know that, and I know that I have authority and I know that I'm loved by him and I know that I'm like covered in righteousness, like then, then that is the truth that my helmet of salvation, I can headbutt the enemy with. But I don't know that I can do that unless I know what scripture says right. about me. Yeah. And so we have to know what is what the Lord says. We have to know from scripture. And I know that the the world right now, when it comes to identity, there's a whole lot of counterfeit. 
whole lot of counterfeit yeah, stuff absolutely. going on. Yeah. Um, and there is just this idea that like, even going back to what I said at the very beginning, like TikTok and other things like that are awesome. Get, get the word of God out there. The gospel is being preached. But at the mm -hmm. same time, the gospel is being perverted. It's being twisted. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of people that are living counterfeit identities because they don't know their true identity. They don't know what Jesus actually died to do for them, that he didn't mm. just die to like give you liberty to go back and sin again. Okay, here's a ticket to heaven. Let's go sin. Yeah, you know, stay you as anyway. you are. Come as yeah. you are. Stay as you are. Yeah. Yeah, come as you are. Let me transform you. <laughs> Let me make you a new creation. Yeah. You know, my friend, I have a friend who's come out of the um, LGBTQ, all of the letters that I don't understand, <laughs> yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. And um, and like she got radically saved. And like she's going to go back and explain to them that she just sat down with me one day and was just like, you know, I, you know I'm gay, right? And I was like, I had a feeling and she goes, but I'm not. She's like, the Holy Spirit showed me I'm born again. So even if I think I was born this way, when I met Jesus, I'm born again. I'm a new creation. He's transformed me. And so yep. she's needed some help and some counseling to walk through some things, you know, because sure. uh, a lot of it was trauma. But but like, how good is God? Like, that's what Jesus does. And we need to know that we we can't be deceived. So we have to know scripture mm -hmm. and we have to allow scripture when we read, even if we don't understand it, you just keep asking the, the Lord to show you and just go, let it go deep. Let it cut you deep. Um, and I use the word cut because that's what scripture says, but it doesn't, it doesn't like it hurts, but it's good. It's a healing. It's there's a healing thing that hurts happens so good. for people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a massage. Yeah. It's so good. But, yeah. Well, oh. and, well, and the thing that you mentioned about your friend who was, you know, who was experiencing same sex attraction um, is I, that's something I said on the show frequently is regardless of where you stand on the born this way, no, not born this way is yeah. irrelevant because the word of God says to us, and it's a promise we can stand on that we are new yeah. creations. That's right. New creatures, depending on the yeah. transition reading. Uh, for those who are in Christ Jesus. So yeah. let's use a different example. Anxiety. My mom had anxiety. My grandpa had anxiety. My so on and so forth. Every one of yeah. my siblings has had anxiety. Say you're saying that to yourself. What does the word of God say? We That's can right. use that and go, well, yeah. hang on. I'm a new creation. So even if I had this inclination or I had this bent or maybe you just in this place where mentally you've you staked your claim on that being a part of your identity i hear people say all the yeah. time my anxiety yeah my stress my 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 you know and so one of my favorite verses also is in uh, colossians and it says colossians 3 and it says we're hidden with christ in in god we're hidden with christ christ yes. in god yes. like we're actually hidden with him so you can be like hang on like yes it doesn't matter what's going on out here. Like the truth is this, I'm hidden yeah. with Christ in God. And it's like, well, where's Christ? So He's seated good. at the right hand of the father. See, I'm just spitting yes. scripture out now. Um, you know, so I just think it's so important to know the word and to know what are my tools? 
God, like if That's you have right. an inclination for certain things going, what are my, what are my tools? These are arrows that I can hit the mark with just bam. Nope. I, this is the arrow. This is the silver bullet that kills the werewolf. You know, like, yeah, this is the, the I don't even need to try. Like this is this. God yes. has said, this is the truth. I can stand on this. Yeah, totally. Totally. And you know, um, gosh, God has said it. I can stand on this. That is, uh, I know, look, I know that there are people watching that are like, yeah, that's true. But, you know, I've been standing on this for years and I haven't seen him come through yet. Yeah. You know, and I, I can even say that if I wanted to, I can even say that we have a promise that we have been st- for years. We've been standing and mm. waiting on this promise. And, yeah. um, you know, we, we uh, I don't think Carson has once wavered. I think he's like Abraham. He didn't once waver in the promise. And I think I've kind of been like, oh, okay. And other, I see other people get a promise and I'm like, oh, but one thing is certain going back to this idea of using scripture to fight with using scripture for praise. Um, I, even though I feel disappointment, even though sometimes I feel angry with God, even sometimes I feel doubt, right? What the enemy wants to do is say, oh, you feel doubt. You don't have faith. So therefore, and then you kind of agree with that and you feel a little bit of shame, but you don't want to feel shame because, you know, you should have faith. And then you question, oh, it's a mustard seed, all this. And, uh, and it, the chaos that goes on in people's minds, right? Right. Don't even worry about that. Don't let that be a trap of the enemy. You go back to scripture over and over and over. God, you said, God, you said, God, you said, high praise. I'm going to use scripture. I'm going to fight for my promise, but I'm also going to just praise God and trust because when we praise God, it, he inhabits those praises. He has come near and then he transforms it. And then you walk away and I'm speaking from experience this very week, you walk away and the, the emotion is not as intense and you are actually empowered to over overtake that emotion, you know? Emotions are strong. They're strong. And sometimes it's easy to take a thought captive. It's more easy to take a thought captive at times than it is to deal with your emotions. But yeah. that's where scripture comes in. You just stay in the word. You stay in the word. You stay in the word. And you wrestle like Jacob wrestled. He wrestled with God and God changed his name, changed his identity, gave mm-hmm. him a nation. You know, sometimes we just have to wrestle and we have to fight. Yeah. And we need, we just need to know, we need to know scripture. Yeah. And I think not having an aversion to conflict and aversion yeah. to fighting. I think anyone, I, I, I think the same can be said about just human interaction and relationships. We shouldn't be mm-hmm. afraid of conflict. And so often people yeah. are. And we shouldn't, we just need, it's important that we need to know yeah. how to deal with it in a healthy, healthy way. If you have an, and I have a disagreement, I uh, to deal with it in a healthy way not be like, yeah. we had a disagreement. That means we're not friends anymore. We had a disagreement that, you know, like, yeah. same thing we, you know, my wife and I talked about that on our Valentine's Day episode too, a little bit, but I think the same can be said even more so about conflict in the spirit because Satan yes. is a total turd and wants to come in <laughs> and like do dumb things and say dumb things to us and for some you know and so it's so important to go hold on first off is this a good thing is this making me feel bad 
Yes, it is. Does God do that to me? No, he doesn't. That means this is Satan, not God. That means it's a lie, not the truth. What does the word say? What can I stand on? You know, and it's like, that's the process we should go through, but not being like, oh no, here comes, here comes spiritual warfare. I mean, uh, you know, like illumination can testify to this. I get pretty, pretty upset, like righteous indignation when Satan comes and tries to meddle with the show to the point where I've done shows where I can't see anything because I have a migraine and I'm like, no. Satan doesn't Gosh. get to win, you know, because migraines yeah. really come when like in a height, really heightened spiritual, uh, you know, dark spiritual atmosphere. And yeah, me too. Um, and so I get really upset and I'm like, yeah, the, my warriors, mm. my warriors heart kicks in and I go, no, I'm yeah. not going to, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. I guess if anybody, you know, it, if anyone's going to take anything away from our chat today, I feel like I would want people to, to know that um, the word of God is a mirror and that it, it is alive and active. And if we allow it, it's going to expose the lies that we believe. It's going to expose the things that the Lord is wanting to deal with. Um, it, that we can use it as a weapon, both against things like anxiety, but also just the lies that we may believe about ourselves. And um, it's actually an offensive weapon. Um, but I also, I would also like love people to know that if we are going to stand in 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 these perilous times that we have to stand on scripture. Hmm. Uh, I know that there is a spirit, this, the, the antichrist spirit is out there. It's heavily at work. It is twisting scripture. It is twisting identity and we cannot be deceived and, and we can't fall. We can't fall for a counterfeit. We were not born again for counterfeit kingdom. And so as, as well as the enemy seems to know scripture these days, the Lord said, we as believers need to know it better, not out of obligation, not out of some religious, uh, you know, thing that we're, we feel like we're meant to religious obligation thing. Um, but because we need to be prepared Hmm. and if we're going to stand and and the man, the Lord wants us to stand. The Lord wants us all to be a part of what he is doing on the earth. And in order to do that, we have to prepare ourselves to not be deceived and to mm. not fall for the counterfeit. Yeah. So yeah, we've got on. to be in the word of God, you know? Yeah. So really quick, um, I the whole word of God being a mirror thing that your friend said. That reminds yeah. me of an A.W. Tozer quote that I've I always really, really liked. It says, an honest man with an open Bible and a pad and pencil is sure to find out what is wrong with him very quickly. And I think that, wow. you know, when we're looking at because that's the way I've always seen. I would say when I was younger and, and foolish, I definitely used the Bible as a, a weapon against other people. Bless my heart. Yeah. Um, you know, but <laughs> but as I've gotten older, realizing and this is what I say to any young people watching is like the correct response is 
allowing the word of God to transform you, not taking yes. it because there's yes. so many opportunities that God, I believe, would highlight scriptures to me to transform my heart. And I'd immediately yeah. take it and go, this reminds me of so-and-so. I'm going to show them, you know, I'm going to yes. show them this first and I'm going to like, you know, they're going to yeah. see and they're going to repent. And it doesn't really work uh, at all. So, <laughs> um, you know, the, the appropriate response is that mirror of just like, yeah. whoa, like got some work to do. God, here we go. Yeah. Expose these things, repent of those things and yeah. yeah, cling to the truth. But also see how how we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus as well. A lot of yeah, people miss yeah, yeah. that as well. It's the mm -hmm. flip side. You're either like going to beat yourself up the whole time. Yeah, and you're looking an for scripture yeah. just to find what's wrong with me, which yeah. isn't right. Or, or it's the opposite. You know, it's, it's a, a good mix, which is why it's alive and active. And I'm starting to feel convinced more and more that my Bible is, it, it feels now like, Jesus to me, like I, like I carry it around and <laughs> I have, um, I have a fancy Bible that, that my students bought for me. And, um, it's a really nice, expensive, like, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. And it's heavy. And I had it on my front seat one day and I was driving somewhere, the front seat of my car. And it was so heavy that it set the alarm off because there was no seatbelt buckled and which is weird. I know it sounds yeah, weird, but, super it, weird, but the Lord was speaking to me in that. And he was like, yeah, this is your, like, the Bible is my friend and it's mm. alive. It's alive. And so it actually brought this like excitement to me. Like, this is my Bible. He's my friend. I'm going to take him with me. And I just, I want to have him with me. I want to have my Bible with me because mm. the Bible is, it's Jesus and it's powerful. And it's yep. comforting and it's beautiful and it reminds me who I am and all mm -hmm. those things. So, yeah, I love it. Well, Mandy, I would love for you to pray for people. I know there's a lot of people going through a myriad of things right now that are yeah. listening yes. to this. Uh, so I would love for you to pray for them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, Lord, I just want to say thank you for <laughs> thank you for your word. Thank you for your word that doesn't change. Thank you for your word that's the plumb line. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your word that we can anchor ourselves to. Lord, I thank you that um, even when our emotions are all over the place, Lord, even when people need breakthrough, I know that there are people uh, on, this, on this broadcast listening right now that need breakthrough. You are the God of breakthrough. And we know that because we have scripture. And so I thank you that even now, Lord, that you're going to go into every single home, every single life of every person at the sound of my voice right now, and you are going to bring breakthrough in Jesus' name. I ask Holy Spirit, you bring all things to remembrance. So I pray that you would bring to remembrance scripture and promises from your word that are going to help anchor people's emotions, help anchor them today. And I ask for a greater level of hunger, God. Like we sometimes complain that we don't have enough hunger. I don't really feel like reading the Bible. God, increase our hunger. Mm -hmm. Increase our hunger for that, Lord God. The word of God, it's, it's, it's 
bread. It's life. It's living water. We need it, Lord. It's our. It's just our everything because you're our everything. So I pray for an increase in hunger for people to know the word of God, to study the word of God, to show themselves approved. And I thank you, Lord, that, um, yeah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I just feel, I just felt like a word of knowledge. I feel like there's somebody on this broadcast that you are at your wit's end. And this is like, you're just like, God, I just need to know that you see me. Because if I don't know that you see me today, I'm just like, I'm at the end. And, and you need to hear, he sees you. I heard him say, tell them I see them. Tell them I see them. He sees you. He sees you. He sees you. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I bless every person, Lord. And I ask, Lord, for just an increase in hunger for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, Mandy. That was Yay. great. So great. Identity, so important. And the yeah. thing I loved was with that Hebrews 4.12, it's a, that's a perfect example of the word being living and alive because of the layered revelations come from one verse, you know, cause you could read yeah. a book, right? Yeah. Somebody could read a book that's not living, but yeah. you can read and everybody knows what I'm talking about. Who's read the Bible enough. You could read one verse over yes. every day for the rest of yeah. your life. And God is going to give you new revelation. And it's just like, so, so cool. True. Like, so, so cool. true. Yeah. Really so good. Oh. Very good. All right, Mandy, that's how me. can people follow you? All the stuff, all the <laughs> All the stuff. Um, on Facebook, Mandy Woodhouse Outrageous, Outrageous Hope. On Instagram, Outrageous Hope Girl. <laughs> um, Mandy Woodhouse Outrageous Hope. It's so long.com. And then I've got a podcast. Find me on YouTube. Just put in Outrageous Hope in my name and you'll find me pop yep. up on all these Super different things. Super easy. So, um, Yes. And I've only done two TikToks ever. I'm still just not sure about it, Jeff. I know mm -hmm. everyone's been trying to get me on TikTok. I'm just like, I'm not just sure. take your truth daggers and put them, uh, put them on a uh, thing, put them, just clip little, little snippets out of your truth daggers. Boom. Yeah. Done. Easy. There you go. That's a good thought. I need yeah. to learn how to do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know how, so I can show you how <laughs> I am a video editor after all, but anyways, that is um, true. <laughs> All right, Mandy, thank you so much. Uh, you'll be back with us, not next week, but the week after. Yes. With Yay. Costume. Yes. So good. Yep. So good. So I'm very excited because you guys have, you know, told us that you guys, have, you know, typically have done a lot together in the past. Yeah. And that's where, yeah. where your favorite, you know, yes. your preferred. So I'm really excited to come alongside you guys in that. Um, that's something we've talked about in private, just saying like, hey, I really want to like embrace that because I think you guys just even in hearing um, your 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 podcast that you've done with Costin together, uh, yeah. they're really uh, just like, <laughs> boom, you know what it's I mean? It's a one-two punch. They're We're so very good. different, yeah. but yeah, 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 it's good. Yeah. And I love so, it. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm sure you got a lot of great feedback from those as well. So. And also ElijahFire.com slash donate is how you donate. All proceeds go towards keeping this at five days a week and afloat. 
and keeping all the moving parts moving. And then we take a portion <laughs> of every single donation, even if it's a teeny tiny one, like you got, I got a dollar here, a dollar. We take a portion of every donation and we funnel it into our water well efforts. We're digging a new fresh water well every three days. And that's because of your guys' generosity. We love you guys. God bless you. And we'll see you on Monday. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Donate today.